This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You rotten bugs! You overpaid winners! Listen Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Left side throw, and it's broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! Knocked down by Brashad Breeland! The Chiefs hold on down! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Crossover move, great move. Grace Pyle, left-handed finish is perfect. Everything happening in the sports world. Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh my gosh. Michelangelo, thank you so much. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Let's pack the place. Yeah. Come on. Why can't we pack the place? Steve's going to challenge it's people again. It's for the again. kids. It's for the kids. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, back from a long vacation, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm not even the most popular man at the radio station today, though. That's right. The most popular man at the radio station today is Big Tom. Big Tom. Tom Stapleton. Retiring today. He just had a big cake. Cards, gifts were flying. Oh, yeah. Stories being shared. Oh, yeah. A marvelous day at the radio station here in the final day of 2019. Final day of the decade. That's right. Was it the decade of Tom? I think it was the decade of Tom. It was the decade of Tom. It was almost the decade of Steve as well, since you were here almost the entire decade. Well, I was here quite a few years of the decade, yeah. I wasn't here for that long of it. You were still in high school. Like a quarter of it. Yeah, when this decade started... I wasn't still in high school. I was in junior high. Okay. I was in ninth grade, but we were still in junior high at the time. I was in my 31st year of covering the Bullpups. I was just a wee 14-year-old ninth grader. Lad. You were a laddie. I was just a wee young lad. That's right. Didn't even know a word yet. Yeah. But we made it here, Steve. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah. We've been gone a long time. You know, when we have a break like this, which it's not very often. No. We don't get very many of them, but when we have that long break where a decent amount of things happen, I start getting itchy after a few days. I keep trying to tell people things. I watch a game and I go, I need to talk about it. I need to do this. I need to do this. There were two Chiefs games while we were gone. You went to one of them. I went to one of them. Sometimes you just get that itch to get back and talk, and it's good to be here today. I'm sure you get that itch, Steve, to go write a story. I'm sure you were sitting in lovely Lawrence, Kansas, just... Fingers were typing in your sleep. I didn't even take my computer. Wow. You were off the grid. I was off the grid. I went to Lawrence and spent four days up there and and, uh, really enjoyed my time, got rested up because, man, do we come back with a flourish in 2020. Yeah, it's going to be a big, big January. I was bouncing around all week, went down to the natural state, great state of Arkansas, drove around, had to go pick up my grandma down in Hot Springs, we drove through Little Rock. We checked out all sorts of places. It's good to go out and just kind of do nothing for a few days because yeah. you and I are always kind of going at 100 miles an hour. Yes, we are. At all times. Yeah. So it was good to just take a couple of days off, 
drive around a little bit. I spent a couple days in Kansas City as well, bounced around like you mentioned, went to the Chiefs game against the Chargers on Sunday. Were you yelling at Phyllis? I was yelling at Phyllis all game long. Was he, he crying? He was especially whiny on Sunday. Did you notice that I on did. TV? I did, yeah. He, he does whine a lot. And, uh, of course, that could have been his last I think it probably is his last game as a Charger. I mean, he'll be, what, 39 next year, I think. I hope it's just his last game ever. Yeah, well, uh, you know, he said – and he kind of, you know, he kind of made it say, well, they don't want me. I'll go play someplace else. Somebody will want me. So he kind of, he basically to me sounded like he was, he has one foot out the door. Uh, he didn't play very well. Uh, and the Chiefs, to me, I didn't think they were that great. No. On Sunday, they and scored, scored 31 points. They scored and 31 by 10. points. Again, uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't even throw for 200 yards. Uh, they barely had the ball. Yeah. 74 plays to 48, I believe it was. Time of possession. 38 minutes to 22 minutes. So the Chiefs, you know, and really the defense had been, you know, they'd been so good for five straight games. I didn't think they were very good on Sunday. Gave up, you know, you give up. Maybe seven. our standards are high. Well, yeah, and, and you know, the defense has gotten so much better that uh, now we come to expect it every week. They kind of had a relapse. Didn't do a very good job of stopping the run. Didn't do a very good job stopping the passing. The Chargers had like 365 yards, something like that, of total offense. But, hey, they still found a way to win, uh, and that's all that matters now. And, of course, what a gift from the Miami Dolphins. Woo! You know, the Dolphins beating New England in Foxborough in December. That's two losses. And as 18-point underdogs. Right. It was the second biggest upset in the last 25 years. Do you think the Pistol years. put down a hundy on that game? I don't think he did. He, he won't bet two cents. Not, not very many people want to bet on the Dolphins no. very often. No. But like you mentioned, we were at the, I was at the game. And we were following the Miami-New England game for a majority of the game. First half, we saw they got up 10-0. At halftime, word was starting to sprinkle around that the Dolphins were ahead. I think at half, it ended up being 10-10 or 10-3. But everybody, the rumblings started. Yeah. And we were going, man, they've got a chance. They've got a chance. Dolphins go ahead. I think New England ties it up at like 17 the Patriots go ahead with like four minutes left, right. and we're all watching the phones. And this is in the middle of the Chiefs' final drive where right. they were able to cement the win. So it was it was crazy that we were following. The Chiefs had pretty much just scored the touchdown, the last touchdown run they had. And then we were following on my friend's phone, and he said, Oh, my God, they just scored. Yeah. They just scored a touchdown. And so we're all screaming in our section. Then it starts going throughout the entire stadium. And so it was really weird that, like, in the middle of the extra point, everybody just lost their minds. And it was a really cool moment. And then I was around Kansas City throughout the night as well, and people just didn't want to stop the party. They yeah. didn't want to stop the celebration because – it was a great day, great environment, everybody leaving the stadium. It's always fun when they win. But people were high-fiving. They were going down the rails. They were pounding the and what walls. It, and what it does, it means the Chiefs don't have to play Tennessee in the first round. Well, they don't have to play in the first That's round. That's right. They don't have to play in the first round. But Tennessee was a team they lost to earlier. They're the kind of team that's built to beat the Chiefs because of their ball possession. Now New England has to find a way to beat Tennessee and the way, I'll tell you, the way New England's playing right now. How about the way Tennessee is playing right now? And Tennessee's playing great. I mean, it will be no surprise now if Tennessee goes into Foxborough and wins. The Patriots look like they're very old. Tom Brady looks very, very old. And teams have figured out how to beat them now. Uh, the Patriots just can't score. 
No. I mean, they just can't. Now they, well, great, now they can't stop anybody. Yeah, they had 24 on Miami. How do you have a, a four-point lead over the Dolphins Yeah, at home yeah. in Foxborough in December? When it's cold and Miami's a warm-weather team. With this greatest defense of all time. Well, and not be able to stop Ryan Fitzpatrick on a game-winning drive. And that's what you know. That's what the pundits were saying on TV. This defense was on a historic pace, ten games into the season, but they've just flat worn out from carrying this really sad sack offense. Why they don't try to run the ball more is beyond me. They've got Sony Michelle's a good running back, but their offensive line, of course, isn't as good as Ben. And Tom Brady has no receivers outside of Julian Edelman, who's on a lot of teams to be a number two or even a number three because he's not a burner, you know. Where would you put Julian Edelman if he's on the Chiefs? He wouldn't be the number one guy. Would he be the number two? I don't – talent-wise, he's not better than Sammy Watkins. The Patriots were 10-1. and one. Do you remember those days? They were 8-0. They were 10-1. and one Yeah. With five games to go. And not only lost to the Chiefs in December in Foxborough, but lost to the Dolphins. Yeah. At home in December – I'm telling you, Steve, I'm starting to feel really good about this playoff run. I really like the fact that the Chiefs in no way can play the Titans in their second game. There's no way that they can play the Titans. They could play the Patriots, which I think is a great matchup for them, right. or the winner of the Baltimore, or excuse me, the Buffalo versus Houston game. Right. So they could play either one of those teams or the Patriots, but could not play the Titans. Right. And if I was picking a team that I did not want to play, it'd, it'd be, be the Titans. Yeah, because... It'd be the Titans. Because They're Derek, the worst matchup for the Chiefs. Because Derrick Henry just runs wild. Ryan Tannehill is a very mobile quarterback, which would give the Chiefs trouble. And, and and you know, the thing is, though, you look at the Chiefs' record, they're only 5-3 and three at home this year. Right. They had to finish strong to get to 5-3. and three. They had to win their last couple home games to get to 5-3 and three at home. They were 7-1 and one on the road. So even if they had not got the home field... And had to go to New England, I still would have felt good about them because they've already gone to New England and won. And New England looks like a shot team right now. But again, this is the Patriots. This is Bill Belichick. This is Tom Brady. Maybe they're saving themselves. I don't know. But I don't know, they, that's a bad way to save yourself. They have to lose a, to that bunch have, of losers. The last eight games, they have not looked like a playoff team. Do you remember when the Chiefs were scrambling? They had just lost to the Titans. 35-32. 6-4. They were 6-4. and four. With Matt Moore at quarterback. And do you remember what I said that next day when we got here on According to Jim I at 12-30? I don't remember. I said, this team's going to win out. They're not going to lose to the Chargers either game. Yeah. They're not going to lose to the Raiders at home. They're not going to lose to the Broncos. They're not going to lose to Mitchell Trubisky. And I thought they were going to go beat New England. Yeah. And they win six in a row. Well, yeah. And to me, besides Baltimore, they are the hottest team going into the playoffs. Well, they are. And they have the second longest winning streak. They've already beaten Baltimore. Baltimore. Right. So, you know, they've won six in a row, but then look at the teams. They Let's face it, four of those wins are against pretty sad sack competition. They're not good. Yeah, they're not good. So the schedule did benefit them. But look at all the tough teams they played those first ten games. They played a lot of good teams first 10 games of the season. Do you remember when I talked about it this summer, Steve, that that guy in Las Vegas was heckling me about the Chargers? Yeah. And he was saying, the Chiefs are not going to win the West. It's going to be the Chargers. Yeah. Admit it. You are afraid of Phillip Rivers. Well, I thought of that guy a lot (laughs) on Sunday. I thought about what that guy might be thinking when I said that 
Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. Yeah. I said, I, I'm not afraid of Phillip Rivers, and I think Mahomes is pretty good. Does that mean he's going to throw for 7,000 yards and 85 touchdowns every year? No. But I'm not afraid of Phillip Rivers. What a crumbling unit that was this year and you that know, just could not win any game down the stretch. No, they really couldn't. And, you know, I remember, in fact, I, I want to go back and look at who I had as my division winners. And um, I, I had the Chargers, I believe. You had the Chargers at first, but then the Gordon holdout made you pick the Chiefs. Right. Melvin Gordon and Melvin Gordon holding out, that just wrecked the team. For I think game. that killed him. Yeah, he just killed that team. Uh, I think I picked Baltimore to win the division. You did. And I think, of course, New England. And I think I think I picked all four division winners. You would have picked picked Houston. Yeah. You would not have picked the Titans. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I picked Houston. And uh, so I I thought 40. the Chiefs would be 12-4 and four and be the number two seed. And I think I, had, I thought they'd be behind New England. I think I had Philadelphia. I think I had New Orleans. Uh, I think I picked Minnesota, which they didn't win their – Green Bay won that division. And I picked Seattle to win the West. But I had the Chargers as one of my wild cards. What a great game that Seattle game was on yeah, Sunday night, it really too. was. That, that shifted everything. Because if Seattle would have won, then Green Bay would have been the one. Seattle would have been the two. San Francisco then would have had to go on the road. And I'll tell you, I, the, the AFC to me is a lot more cut and dried. I, I think it's Baltimore, Kansas City, the final two without question. But you look at that NFC, man, I mean – Everybody has to be in play. Even Philadelphia, just because they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, they've won four in a row. Uh, they're they're the least talented team, you know, in the in the NFC playoffs. But you look at the other teams. I, I don't think Minnesota's probably, you know, I don't think you think can, anybody has faith in Kirk Cousins. No, but Green Bay, you got they have a puncher's chance just because even though Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers this year, and Seattle because of Russell Will. I mean, what a great quarterback playoff it is in the NFC. You got the best quarterback. Most of the best quarterbacks are in the NFC. Especially with Kirk. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Kirky. Yeah. But but uh, anyway, who's who's the one seed in the NFC? San Francisco? Yes. So the road to the Super Bowl goes through San Francisco. And boy, their defense looks pretty good. They really are playing very well defensively. This, NF, or this NFL postseason, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great competition. And I think we're going to see the Chiefs get back to the AFC Championship game. Oh, I think game. so, too. I, I really do think I, I so. I believe that, too. Even if it's New England that rolls into Kansas City, they are not afraid of Tom Brady. They are yeah. not afraid of Bill Belichick. Right. And something's telling me it's the Walrus's year. It's the year of the Walrus. Andy Reid. Big Red? He's due. Well, and, and he remember, is due. the Chiefs' offense has not been firing on all cylinders. They've been keeping all those... All those plays they get, in their they back got, pocket. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of plays up their sleeve, I'm sure. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. Good to be back. Good to be back. Good to make fun of Phillip Rivers. Oh, I don't yeah. know how many more chances I have. That's right. I hope he pops up on some team and is just miserable again next year. Raiders. He'll play for the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. <laughs> what, a, what a time that would be. Maybe they could just straight, or trade straight up. Derek Carr for Phillip Rivers. Ooh, Ooh. What a fun time that would be. Ugh. All right, we'll take our first break when we come back. We can talk a little bit about the end of the decade. Steve and I have put together all sorts of crazy numbers for the end of this decade for the 2010s. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, 
Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Bank on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve Sell, hey. Hey. You didn't seem quite as excited <laughs> as I was. It's good to be back, Steve. Is, I missed you. It is good to be back. I missed you. Yeah. You were over there in Lawrence having a fun time. I barely even talked to you during the week. Yeah. Only I, a few texts here and there. Yeah. But good to be back. Yeah. 2010s. Fun decade. Oh, great decade. Uh, it, I know you've got some wild numbers there. And I did a column on the another decade of dominance in basketball. Um, it, it could be really argued between the better decade, the 1990s or the 2010s. It's close. person high. If you go just on championships, the 1990s have it. Nine, if you go on wins, yeah. the 2010s had it. The 2010s had it. So nine championships to five. And uh, you got to remember, the 1990s, those, those nine championships were all in Class 5A. Though. Right. And some of the – Five championships in the 2010s were in 4A. The other crazy number to me is that both McPherson boys and girls basketball teams in this decade both won 210 games. Is that not crazy? Well, what's crazy is you only play 20 games in the regular season. So they average 21 the, wins a year. The most you can play, <laughs> counting state, if you make it to the final day, is 25. So that tells you right there they won at least 84 percent of their games in the de- both teams won 84 percent of their 87 87 percent of their yeah games. yeah that's right because they, they combined for 87 87 percent bullpup victories in the decade of the 2010s 17 state tournaments 13 final fours 10 state title games and five state championships right the boys, not bad the boys won three and then remember after they won their third of the decade the next three years they played for the state tournament championship and lost to Miege. Right. And then you look at the girls. They won in 2012, 2018, but they played in two other. In 13 and in 17. Yeah, in 13 and 17. And losing uh, in 13 to Wamigo and the Page Sisters. And then, of course, losing to Miege in 17 to the uh, all-star roster that Miege had. Of course, the next year, T-Rob and the girls got revenge and won that 2018 championship game with the dagger, of course. But it was not just a great basketball decade at McPherson High. There are some other crazy numbers. It was the winningest decade in program history for football by 32 games. It wasn't even close. Yeah, the best decade in football was 52 wins. Like in the 70s. Yeah, and 84 wins in the 2010s. 84 and 26. They had zero losing seasons, went to the playoffs nine times out of ten. They won 13 playoff games had 10 or more wins in four seasons, and went to three state semifinals. They also had a Shrine Bowl participant in every single season of the 2010s decade. And you don't want to compare that decade to the 1990s in football. It would be the opposite. Because McPherson won 28 games in the decade of the 90s. That's 2.8 a year. And they only lost 26 in this past decade. So that was incredible. Both McPherson soccer teams, it was the winningest decade for them in program history. The boys were 140, 45, and 5. The girls were 128, 58, and 5. 
And the reason that they're, the girls' numbers don't look as good is that they had one year where they were like 3-13. and 13. Right. And if you take that year out, then their numbers are right there as well. They combined to go to 10 state tournaments. They played in six combined Final Fours. Not bad for maybe the best small-town soccer city That's in the right. state. I can't think of anything else that would be better. No. Especially in a sport that is really dominated by those metro schools. And then they also had 26 individual state champions, 11 state track and field championships. Now, several of them were by Ellie Barrett and Emma Ruddle, but they were still able to bring in 11. Five individual wrestling state championships, five girls tennis double state championships, four for the boys state tennis doubles, and one boys swimming state championship relay team. So 10 state championship teams and, and three, 26 individuals. And, and you had three uh, tennis teams, boys and girls total, uh, three state champions. You had a girls bowling team win a state championship in there. So, man, you look around the banners, there's a lot of banners with the one, two, zero, one, whatever year you want to put in uh, with it. So a lot of banners were produced in this decade. What's your favorite memory of the decade, Steve? Do you remember 2010? I I, I think for me, probably the Miege girls basketball game, the dagger game. Not bad. Yeah, coming from nine down, um, you know, to win the state championship against Miege because Miege just doesn't lose a nine-point lead with two minutes to go. I mean, they're too good a program. So that was probably... Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, the night that Perry Ellis and Christian Olsaker squared off. Yeah. Championship game of the uh, McPherson Invitational. Christian Olsaker goes for 39, but Perry Ellis's team wins the game. Heights was winning a state championship that year. So did, well, I think uh, McPherson uh, won a state championship that You're year. You're right. So both teams won uh, 5A and 6A, respectively. Uh, I think uh, I look at the. Uh, Football. How about the fifteen undefeated the Jade, boys team? The J the Jade game, the Jade games is really up there for me too. Yeah, um, I just thought that was incredible. Um, you know the state re- all the state wrestling. You know I saw I think most of those. Um, those were incredible feats and uh, j- I mean if you went if you had a top ten you'd leave somebody off. So that's why I don't do a top ten. Because I want Steve to do an all decade basketball team well and I, he won't do it he no. won't crack oh uh, i tell you those things if you want to if you want to get people riled up list teams I, i've learned in my 40 whatever years it is of sports writing list teams cause the most controversy and the most hard feelings uh that you can do somebody will yell at you steve oh they always do you're terrible i am terrible boo yeah i'm Lucky I still have a job. Barely. Barely. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if you make it through the month. Well, that's up up in the air sometimes. You never know. You can get fired any day. Mm-hmm. Steve's kind of a, a careless man. He <laughs> runs around here and screams and mouths <laughs> off, so who knows what will happen. Yep. All right, Steve, we'll take our final break. When we come back, how about some college football? Let's do it. We had some fun Final Four games. Yeah. The Cats are in action today. That's right. Taking on the midship men. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, 
MidKansasOnline.kbbe or online at MidKansasOnline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, do you like this Kenny G rendition of Auld Lang Syne? It's a little slow for me. <laughs> it was the only one I could find okay. in our system. Okay. It was either that or by the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. And so I think I was going to take Kenny G. All right. I, th- I know you're a big Kenny G fan, so I More figured this More of a Jimmy would... <laughs> G fan than Kenny G. But... <laughs> well, Steve, college football playoff semifinals. I enjoyed both games a lot. Do you remember when I told you in, like, September or in October and said, hey, this LSU team is pretty dang good? Yeah. And you said, oh, no, I, it's, I, it's Nick Saban and I, Bama. I wasn't I wasn't a believer in LSU. And, of course, Does Oklahoma, that make you a believer? It trended me in the right direction. Um, That's making me think uh, that you do not have a lot of stock in OU. I did not have stock in OU. I, I knew their defense wasn't very good, and, man, is the Big 12 just kind of getting exposed as being a pinball league? Well, which is the worst they college won a football game. playoff semifinal team to make it? Is it 2019 OU, 2018 OU, 2017 OU? Yeah. That, How about it, 2016 OU? Well, and, and you know, it, it's re- it makes the Big 12, it's, it really exposes them for being a, a league all about finesse. You know, no deep, you know, lots of offense, no defense. Oklahoma's defense just got absolutely exposed. Was that... Probably, well, I, I don't think there's much of a question. Was that the best Heisman winner performance in a bowl oh, game? absolutely. I, I mean, that was unbelievable and, how good Joe Burrow was. And really, was. I lost interest in that game in the second quarter. I didn't watch that much of the second half. And then I had Ohio State winning the whole thing. And Remember what o- I told you, Steve? Ohio State should have had 28 points. That game should have been over at halftime. I mean, they just totally dominated. Then the targeting call just turned the whole game around. Ohio State never recovered. I still felt like Ohio State would win the game, but give Clemson a lot of credit. Something was telling me Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback. Yeah. Dabo Sweeney's the better coach. Yeah. I thought maybe the better running back was ETN. He had a great game, great second half. Dobbins is really good, though. Dobbins is really good, but give me ETN. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons, the pride of Olathe North High School, was making big plays. He did make big plays. I thought Clemson was going to win that game. And let me make a bold prediction here. You're going Clemson, aren't you? You know I'm an SEC guy. Yeah. You know I follow these LSU Tigers. Yeah. But give me the Clemson Tigers. Now, see, Something I'm... tells me that Clemson's going to get well, it done. They've won 29 games in a row. And they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. Right. Because Dabo's got him. He's got the Nolan Richardson mentality going that Arkansas used to have. It. You know, nobody believed in him. And and uh, I, I tell you, though, I, I really like – I liked LSU. Uh, I, I like them now. I mean, I knew they'd beat OU. I, I knew that game wouldn't well, be duh. close. But it really does. The Big Twelve, they've got a bad kinda, look. They got to kind of reevaluate how they do things because all they do is recruit quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs. You don't see a lot of physicality on defense. So I'm excited about what will happen there. Yep. K State Navy today, Steve. That'll start at 2:45 from yep. Memphis. Tammy is there. Tammy. Tammy. Our girl Tammy. Who does Swap Shop and yeah. all, all weathers. Swap Shop and Tammy. The, the greatest Tammy. She texted me on, I think, Sunday morning. How and cold said, was it? I don't know. Well, it says that it is 48 degrees. That's not very warm. She texted me and said, I'm in the land of your people. She was at some gas station in Arkansas, and it said, Woo Pig Pepsi. There you and go. And I said, you're right, Tammy. That's, woo Pig. Yeah, Woo Pig. 
they'll never see a bowl game again. But well, maybe probably not. <laughs> K State, you got faith in the Cats today? I do. They're I do. underdogs. I know, but I've got faith in them today. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fast game. Yeah, it's not gonna take very long. Yeah, both teams run the ball like crazy. So better settle in, and you only get about two hours. It may today. be a. When's the last time you think there was a two hour and forty five minute college? Well, the football LSU game. game was on pace to be like seven hours. Yeah, it really was. So no, college football games are too long. I mean, that's been one of my common harps through the years. Because you have they, harped on it because they stop the clock when the ball's inbounds on timeouts. That's crazy. You don't need to stop the clock. I mean, you end up both teams running like 90 plays. So, Steve, you have any big plans for New Year's Eve tonight? I'll probably be asleep by 10.30. Do you have any New Year's Eves that stand out to you that you go, man, I that was a fun night? I can't talk about that on the air. Oh, no. man. No. Steve was some big-time parties no. back in the day. Well, 50 years ago, maybe. Or he was a New 40, Year's Eve man. 45 years ago. Some fun time spent in fun Lawrence time. on New Year's Eve. No, never spent a New Year's Eve in I was back in Independence. Just just more indie. Oh, yeah. I didn't drive through Independence on my indie, way down to Arkansas. Was, indie was a wild town. I told you that I was going to, and I didn't. Yeah. I told Steve I was going to go drive by his old house and really evaluate it, and I didn't. Well, you'd had to get your binocular or your, your magnifying glass out because our house was not very big. If, just think how big a shoebox is, and that's about how big our that, house is. That's was. about where you live. Yeah. Well, Steve, I hope you enjoy your New Year's Eve tonight. Uh, Are you going to watch Ryan Seacrest and I'll, the ball drop? Probably Anderson Cooper. Yeah, that sounds like a <laughs> lot of fun, man. I'm sure there's a football game on, though. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the credit that Utah and Texas will be playing in the Alamo Is that Bowl. who it is? What a fun way to spend wow, your New Year's that, Eve. That game just excites me not. All right, Steve, we've run too long. Okay, let's get out of here. Happy New Year. All right. 2020. Yeah. Woo! Hey, pull up basketball here Friday night. There you go. Yeah. 2020. Woo! Oh, yeah, woo pig. Yeah, there you go. Woo pig. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on January 2nd on Thursday. No show tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.